Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. Welcome back with another episode of Top Tier Tactics where we basically just a waiver wire claim period just ended. I got nobody I wanted. I'm pretty sad about it. I even hashed out a decent amount of fab, but uh, a lot of people just uh, overbid me. But how are you? Good. It's week one. Let's let's not panic and spend all of our fab immediately. Too late. You know I, I mean, try, I, mean I, well, I tried. You tried and you failed. Yeah, I so couldn't I mean, even do that right. We can calm down. We can relax a little bit. You know, are you doing? Are you, first? I want to see how your mental health is. Are Are you feeling a little better this week? Last week was a little rough for everyone. So I, you know, I tried. You know, knocking it off, you know, brushing everything out. And then I was like, I'm going to have a good waiver wire week, reset my roster, go back again and go all cylinders firing. That didn't work out. So I'm back in the fetal position. You took a nap. Yes, I yes. took a nap. Fat nap. It felt great. I'm, I'm proud of you, but this is going to be a better week for you. I really hope so. Okay. It will be. I mean, it started out pretty good. I got chicken nuggets today. Oh, you know, a little bit, a little bit of pizza. Oh, you got some pizza? Yes, I had some pizza. <laughs> oh, someone must have bought it for you. What a yeah, gentleman! True. What a what a nice guy. Um, I'm gonna move right into it. NFL headlines. So we got a doozy of a list today. This is a very long list. It's a whole page long, but hey, let's just try to knock it out as quick as possible. So Jameson Crowder, Mike <laughs> Evans, Devontae Parker, Cortland Sutton all had limited practices. Are they? Do you expect them to play? I don't expect uh, Devontae Parker to play, Sutton to play, Evans will play, and Crowder will play. Those are Those are my projections so far. Obviously, we'll get more news tomorrow. That's what I'm going with. Okay, so the bigger news of the week and a lot of people's first-round draft pick, Michael Thomas, he is out potentially with a couple weeks. He is out a couple weeks potentially with a high <laughs> ankle sprain. It was worse than they thought it was going to be. Um, it's not a good sign for you starting off the bat four weeks pretty much without your star wide receiver. Yes. Now, do you expect Emmanuel Sanders to be a great and plug and play yeah. backup. I do. I do. If you have Emmanuel Sanders, I think you plug him in right away. I think he's going to be that guy. I keep an eye on Traquan Smith. I don't think he's going to start it off right off the bat, but we can see through this game. Emmanuel Sanders has been through multiple teams, has played great. I think he's going to produce, especially with uh, Thomas out. Jared Cook is a good option as well. I think, you know, Drew Brees feels comfortable with him, and Kamara's going to get some volume too. Alrighty, now Sanu. Signed with the 49ers. And and you're a Niner guy, so I want to hear your opinion on this. I mean, it's good. Okay. You know, is, they obviously need the wide receiver help. Is he any viable at all? Fantasy viable? No. I don't think any receiver will be fantasy viable other than George Kittle. Uh, it's difficult with how much they run the ball to predict who's going to be pass catching. And they already have Debo Samuel, who a lot of people are very high on, who's currently on the IR. Now they have the first-round draft pick, Brandon Ayuk. We don't even know if he's going to play. He is still not practicing. So, I mean, it's got to go somewhere, right? It's got to go somewhere, but, I mean, it'd be difficult to justify starting Sanu when he's been on the team for a whole four days. So, I'm going to I'm gonna throw something out there for you. Okay. Uh, Bourne or Sanu? Sanu. It, okay. Okay. 
Kendrick, I mean, you had your best opportunity to start Kendrick Bourne last Only week. Only five targets. Yes, and he, he was an absolute bust. Then again, you already knew Patrick Peterson would be shadowing him all game. So, I mean, it wasn't necessarily it's a not a good a matchup. It's yeah. not a good matchup. I mean, whoever the Niners play against this year is going to be a bad matchup just due to the fact of them being in a, the toughest division in football. And not having wide receivers. Exactly. Yeah. No, nobody else to take the coverage off of them. And now with George Kittle not practicing all week, he still might play. I think he will play. I mean, they downplayed this injury a lot. I don't know if that's just coach talk or they actually uh, feel comfortable with him. I would not be surprised if he does not start. Um, but I think they did this last year as well. If he does, I think it's going to be a, a certain limited role. It's not going to be the regular George Kittle. He's out almost every single play. I think they are going to be cautious about that because he is their only weapon. Yes, and this is, I mean, they are going against the Jets. On Sunday, I definitely expect them to win that game. I would so, hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. So I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they decide to sit him out to make sure that he is healthy for a more important game. Yeah, I mean, I think that defense and running early and often is the way to go for the Niners in that game. Yes. Now, George, I mean, not George, sorry, Chris Godwin. Uh, he is in concussion protocol currently. That's, that's not good because you can't just force through that. There's protocol to go through it, so he there is a big possibility he might not play. Yes, that would be a huge uptake to Mike Evans if he plays, of course. I I, I fully expect him to play if he did play last week Sunday. Yeah. So it's a good sign of him practicing this week. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster, Corey Davis, Galladay, John Brown all did not practice. I, I think that's a really bad sign for Galladay. Uh, obviously didn't play. I don't see him playing this week too. Juju, I think will be fine. Corey Davis, I think will be fine. John Brown, we'll wait and see on that one. And Corey Davis had a little bit of a big game unexpectedly yeah. against the Broncos. Surprise! A lot of people, you know, are kind of hyping up him finally coming out this week year. This is his contract year, so if you are gonna show out, this might be the perfect time to do so. Now, Lev Bell placed on the IR for three weeks. This is probably, I mean, we kind of expected him to yeah. be out multiple weeks. It's just uh, confirming the, the fact that he is now on the IR. And, I mean, that adds, uh, Adam the Gase said Frank Gore is going to be that starter for San Francisco Vornage. I know Frank Gore likes that. I mean, I'm sure he will. Frank Gore has already played the Niner, played against the Niners on different teams, so it's hard to call it a revenge game, but uh, it's still probably going to be technically called a revenge game, even though the Niners probably will shower Lev Bell with tons of praise. Uh, Philip Lindsay, maybe. Frank Gore yes. with tons of praise? Yeah, I mean, the, the oh, Niners okay. have consistently. You said Lev Bell. Sorry. That's Frank all good. No, yeah, no, nobody praises Lev Bell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or Adam Gase. Exactly. Now, Philip Lindsay may be out a couple weeks. That's disappointing for me. Yes. I mean, Melvin Gordon didn't look good. Let's be let's be frank and honest about that. And Philip Lindsay looked good to me, and I feel more comfortable with Lindsay. But now Gordon's going to get all the volume there, so he's going to be the guy you want until Lindsay comes back, and then I think it will go back to Lindsay's backfield unless Gordon does some something magical. I want to disagree. I mean, okay. I mean, Melvin Gordon had a twenty-five yard run against the Titans defense. He even was able to punch it in. And fumbled. He did fumble. He, he did not look. Maybe we're disagreeing. Maybe we're completely opposite sides here. So I'm a Philip Lindsay 
You're Melvin Gordon. Yes. I mean, okay. I do own Philip Lindsay in multiple leagues, so I definitely want him to succeed. But uh, in my opinion, I think he lost that job. Uh, From being injured or just talent-wise? I think Melvin Gordon is more complete of a running back than Philip Lindsay. We'll find out this year. We'll find that. Exactly. So Steelers basically said James Conner isn't playing Sunday. I, I mean, oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't. This is news to me. I'm surprised and shocked. Really? No, Benny Snell's going to carry it. Ooh. Feed it. I mean, the Steelers always have weird, really weird sayings, analogies, expressions, so you can't really figure out what they mean. They're going to leave the light on. Leave, leave the light on for you. I don't know what that means, but... I don't know. They're going to go to his house and just leave the light on. Uh, is my assumption. It's a waste of electricity. Is he scared of the dark? Give him a nightlight. I mean, if my daughter asked me to leave the light on, it's because she's scared of the dark. Is is James Conner scared of the dark? Yes. He's scared of carrying the football for more than five yards. Benny Snell's not. He's also scared of not being injured. Could Benny Snell take that job? Yes. Would it be a surprise? Ye- no. It'll be the defined take the job. Would it be like a 70 30 role where he takes 70% of the They just start phasing out Connor a little by little. Well, James Connor is on a contract year, and I expect him to re sign with the Steelers on a much cheaper deal. So I, I, I'd find it difficult for him to be phased out. So if Connor's hurt all year, let's all just year. hypothetical it. Okay. Benny Snell takes over and he produces an RB2 okay. level. Okay. Do you think they're going to re sign Connor? Or do you think they'll run with Benny Snell for a cheaper contract and a younger back? Hmm. Okay, good question, good question. It's definitely plausible. It's feasible. I could see it happening. I don't think it will happen. Okay. But if if, if all of those stars align, then yeah, it's probably going to happen. hope all those stars align. Oh. You know? Now, Allen Robinson, unhappy with the situation with the Bears. This was a little bit of a drama day where he kind of just untagged himself from the bears deleted all his pictures associated with the bears and then all of a sudden uh i mean he had a hissy fit yeah he had a little bit of a hissy fit rumor rumor has it that he requested a trade but then he came out and said he never requested one i don't know if that's him just trying to play the public or uh that's what actually happened i think they need to pay the man you're giving him mitchell trubisky and nick Foles, and he's been producing you need to pay the guy uh, you need the, to give him an extension. He's their weapon. That's it. Anthony Miller looks decent, but the number one is Allen Robinson. Pay the guy. And it looks like Matt Nagy had a conversation with him, and he's a lot happier than he was yesterday. Um, so that's good news for the Bears, but I don't even know why they are messing around with this situation. Now, he is the only wide receiver ever in the, the current NFL to have 1,400 yards and over 14 touchdowns in a single year. Uh, so he's definitely a fantasy stud and an actual NFL stud. Yep. So let's let's move on to the waivers. Now, uh, like I said, a lot a lot of people did and did not get the players they wanted and probably desperately needed in this waiver cycle. But hey, don't don't worry, don't cry. We got a segment. Don't for pout. It. I mean, you can pout. That's fine. Uh, but we, we got a couple of players that you could potentially spot start stash on your roster and keep there just in case you need somebody. So do you want to start off? I can start off. Okay, start so off. So Frank Gore is going to be my running back start. Uh, against the Niners, yes, you can potentially call it a revenge game. I'm going to call it a revenge game. All right. And a lot of things happen on revenge games. Usually 
They either do horrendous or they score a touchdown. I think Frank Gore is going to get the volume here. Adam Gase already said that. It is against a very good Niners defense, but if you are in a pinch and you need a running back drastically, I think you can start Frank Gore. I do see a touchdown, and I see him as a flex option. Yeah. 10% owned as well. Exactly. He's somebody you can probably go out and get. I think it's a good option. I mean, it's hard to imagine a 37-year-old running back absolutely dominating for your fantasy team, but volume is all that matters to be fantasy relevant, and he just might get it. Absolutely. And yeah. he's Frank Gore. He's Frank Gore. I mean, he, he he siphons the life and energy out of the current running backs on that roster, and he just did it to Love Bell, so it's not like it's a myth. He you notice like a lot a lot of teams he goes to, the running back ahead of him gets hurt. I think you I think you're on to something. It happens. I think he's just he just siphons. He just he's like Tom Brady. He's just like, you know, you, they draft Tom Brady's replacement, but Tom Brady all of a sudden just siphons it out and he all of a sudden elevates to another Super Bowl. And they're both really old. Hmm. It's how it works. Hmm. They both have weird trainers. Um <laughs> uh, so I'm going to I'm going to move on to my wide receiver. Okay. I'll go Scotty Miller speaking of siphoning the power of a old quarterback. So both he loves these guys. He he just loves the short, shifty guys. <laughs> <laughs> but both Godwin and Evans are currently hurt. I mean, one's in concussion protocol, one's limited in practice. So, I mean, it, it is a great option and opportunity to pick up Scotty Miller and put him in your flex to wide receiver three spot because you know he's going to get receptions, he's going to get looks, he's going to get targets, and they're going to have to pass the ball to move down the field. I think he is a great flex to wide receiver three. And with Chris Godwin being potentially in concussion protocol and not playing, and then Mike Evans not being healthy either, obviously... Tom Brady target him. It's a great option to just fit in your flex spot. Yeah, even with both of them playing, he still managed to get six targets and six catches. So even if they're both healthy, he's still not a horrible option. Uh, now, do you want to go for your wide receiver? I would. So Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell is my guy. I was high on him last year. Um, all we all know, Philip Rivers is over there, and he has his good games, his bad games. But one thing he loves to do is check down to the running backs as yes. we've talked about, but also the slot. Keenan Allen loved to be in the slot. Phillip Rivers targeted him a drastic amount. I think he's going to do the same thing with Paris Campbell. And then Frank Wright also talked about how they want to give him volume as well. So, I mean, he's going to at least get five targets a game, roughly, which may be a little high compared to other people, what they say. But Paris Campbell is a great option for you to have flex or even on your bench spot to see what happens on that offense. I really like that option. Paris Campbell, he, he uh, I was always a little bit down on him yeah. just because I was never a believer of the uh, of the Colts or their offense. But now I could definitely see things lining up for him. Now, my running back is going to be Carlos Hyde. Surprisingly, he's only owned in 15% of Yahoo leagues. And he had more rushes than Chris Carson last week. But, of course, Chris Carson had a couple more receptions than him and therefore more touchdowns. But Carlos Hyde did have a rushing touchdown. So I could definitely see him getting some volume this week that the Seahawks want to transition a more passing offense, but they're still going to have to run the ball. They're still going to have to milk the clock because I definitely can see them winning more games than losing. So Carlos Hyde will be a great option to slide in there. If you have one of those running backs that are in our immensely long injury report. (laughs) So on that note, are you concerned about Chris Carson with Carlos Hyde taking some of those carries? If Chris Carson is catching receptions, mm-hmm. then uh, it's better. 
Okay. It's better because, I mean, if you're in PPR, you're going to have a point plus yeah, the yeah. yards that he gets. So, I mean, I would rather have a receiving Chris Carson than a rushing Carlos Hyde. Are you concerned about the split? Are you concerned that Carlos Hyde might take a lot more and they might split it up more evenly and kind of kill a little bit of volume and value for Chris Carson is, is my main question. Okay. So Chris, I mean, Chris Carson's extremely injury prone. Mm-hmm. He has not played a 16 game season. Yep. He's had uh, bad shoulders, bad hips, torn Achilles. Uh, if he, if this allows him to play a full 16 game season, then yeah, I'm all for you're it. happy. Yes. Okay, awesome. And then Paris Campbell was owned in only 27% of leagues. That's that's pretty low still. Yes, that's I very low. Wanted to make sure we mentioned that. There we go. So Thursday night. Oh, Thursday night. We have a fun game going on. I'm going against AJ Green, so I'm definitely nervous. AJ Purple, White, Orange, Green, blue, which whichever color. There's always a different one. AJ Brown on the Texans and Titans. So. I mean, there's always a fun one <laughs> to what go around. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, I, I went and mumbled a little bit, but that's half my fun. So, A.J. Brown. Okay. A.J. AJ Green. Green. <laughs> versus OBJ, who scores more points? It's it's. I don't like to talk about the Browns. I just, wanted, I just wanted to start with that. Cause we don't talk about losers. It's, Baker's just been horrible, but I have to pick a spot on who I'm starting. And uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go with OBJ, and that's going to be a surprise. I think the Browns, if they don't get on track this week, they're in for a really, really rough season. I think Baker and OBJ are going to get on the same page, or Baker and Jarvis are going to get on the same page, and I think the Browns pull out a win there. I'm definitely not starting Baker no. in any option no. at all, uh, not seeing anything, but I would do OBJ slightly over AJ Green. Okay. So I I watched the Browns Ravens game a oh. little oh. bit. I, oh. I, I tried to deep dive it a little bit. You handled to, it? Yes. To see, to see what really happened. Turns out OBJ was open with like five yards of separation, almost every throw. Baker just could not hit him, missed him, didn't see him, went somewhere else, had a different read. Or was scrambling for his life. One that's, of the two, one of the seventeen options. That's funny because Baker says he can't force it to OBJ, like OBJ was covered. In my opinion, <laughs> a good throw would be a completed catch to OBJ. A, a good quarterback throws wide receivers open. Yes, that's a fact. Yes, that's just what happens. You you got to throw your receiver open. OBJ probably should have had a hundred yards that game. That's a little bit of a stretch, but he definitely uh, could have had it. Definitely, definitely potential. So let's let's move on to the. Is there any other wide receivers? I feel I would start Jarvis instead of OBJ. But Jarvis, uh, you know, he did not practice today. If so. he's healthy, I'm starting Jarvis over OBJ. I fully agree, and okay. I would do the same. Okay, and then Tyler Boyd. Do you would you rather have Tyler Boyd or AJ Green, or are you interested in starting Tyler Boyd? What's your opinion on that? I would much rather have A.J. Green. Okay. Right now, as much as I really like Tyler Boyd, uh, I need to see me, I need to see more out of Joey Burrow in order to be confident that he can support more than one receiver. I mean, he was definitely underwhelming against the Chargers. That offense needs to get ticking. Yes, exactly. I mean, Joe Mixon was also a little bit underwhelming. We'll talk about him in a bit. But in general, that offense was a little underwhelming. Of course, they went against the Chargers. They were a they are a great defense. So it was definitely a uh, no easy task for Joey Burrow to succeed. 
the Browns defense is a little bit worse. I fully expect him to be able to fire on all cylinders. Absolutely. And, and talking about Joe Mixon, I mean, he had 19 carries, uh, which is a good workload. Can't complain. You know, you, you can't complain about that. Two targets. You like to see him more involved in the passing game, but you are going to start Joe Mixon. Now it gets a little wishy-washy because I know you have an opinion on Kareem Hunt mm-hmm. and Nick Chubb. Why don't we get into that? I'd much rather have Kareem Hunt than Nick Chubb. I mean, he, he caught more passes. He outtouched Chubb. Chubb had a fumble, which kind of lowered his value a little bit in my opinion. I mean, Kareem Hunt was drafted in the 8th, ninth round while Chubb was in the first round. So uh, from a draft fan, draft stance-wise, yeah. he is the much better option. And he, he's producing at a much better rate. Chubb, honestly, is disappointing me. So I'm gonna we're going to do a little game. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to name a couple players. All right. And then you're going to say either Chubb or them to start this week. All right, let's hear it. So Chubb obviously starts against Cincinnati. You're so, still charting. So yeah, you're still starting all of them. Raheem Mostert. Over. Nick Chubb. Ooh. It's a good one. It's a good one. And they are against the Jets. Okay. Um, so if I have one slot, so say I have one uh, slot, you got to pick either. I have or. Christian McCaffrey. Sure. Aaron Jones. Sure. Those are my RB spots. Those are, those are your two. This is your flex spot. Here. My flex spot. Raheem Mostert. Okay. Um, Melvin Gordon against Pittsburgh. Oh, oh, Pittsburgh absolutely mm. shut down Saquon. That was they looked, that was an embarrassing. They looked dirty. We need to talk about Saquon. That'll be in the next episode. But but we, we got to talk about. We're Saquon definitely going to have a little little, little fireside there. chat. Oh yeah. Uh ooh, this one I'll go with Chubb. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mark Ingram against Houston. With Chubb. I'm giving you some doozies here. Yeah, uh, I'll give you that. One. This is a good one. So Mark Ingram, he he was immensely disappointing last week, but. The Jackson's defense is very exploitable against the run. Uh, I'll go Chubb. Okay. Chubb. Yeah. I'll give Chubb the benefit of the doubt this time. Okay. Those are – that's all I had there. Okay. That's a good one. That's all I had there. I like that one. Those are good questions right there. So are you starting – could you realistically start both of them? Yeah. Okay. And you're obviously – for you, you think Hunt is going to score more than Chubb, and what are we thinking ranges wise for points? Okay, so just Chubb, generic. So it, it all depends who gets the touchdown. You can't predict if Chubb or Hunt's going to get the touchdown because they're both typically actually in the game in the red zone. A lot of the time, Kareem Hunt plays the fullback position. He'll split out wide. He'll do a little route from the backfield, or he'll just pick up a fullback dive. I've seen it happen multiple times. Uh, so you can't really predict who will get a touchdown. I. I I think Hunt will get the touchdown because he's, to me, the more physical back. Okay. All right. What do you feel? I'm going to stick with Chubb because it might be a bias because I have Chubb. Okay. You know? But I think either or, I think it's a pretty even split right now. So I would like to see another game and go from there. It was. It's hard to judge off of the whooping they got. Mm-hmm. Against Baltimore. So this one should be a little bit more back and forth, I think. And we'll see the real offense in week two, hopefully. Who's the better we'll pass see. catcher? Chubb can catch the ball. But Kareem, ball. Kareem Hunt can Chubb catch the ball as well. I, I would probably give it to Hunt. You'd give it to Hunt? Just a little bit. But Nick Chubb can catch the ball. The better runner here, I think, is Chubb. 
that's that's my opinion. Just pure runner is Chubb for me. We, Cream Hunt, I think, is a little bit of both. Uh, goal line probably would be Hunt for me, and then pass catching would be Hunt a little bit. So do you think Hunt took a step down from where he was on the Chiefs where he was hurdling three, four guys. He was spinning out of everybody. It took three people to tackle him. It, it, did he take like a step down from his talent-wise or is it scheme-based that completely changed that's kind of lowering his I'm not saying ceiling? Hunt's bad. I'm definitely not saying Hunt's bad. He's, he's very talented, but Nick Chubb is not a slouch. He's a very talented running back as well. Kareem Hunt did that in Kansas City. Have we seen it consistently in Cleveland? I have not. So, I would like to see that. Yes, when they were together, they almost had a splittish carries, but I want to see him carry three running back or three defensive backs into the end zone, like oh. he did in Kansas City. Oh, that and was hurdle some people, and maybe we'll see it. Maybe we'll see it this week. I hope so. Ooh, now let's talk about trades a little bit. Okay, so you know we're progressing mm-hmm. through the weeks, and the, well, the one week, the one week, we're about <laughs> to progress to the second one. True. So uh, a lot of the times players, they, they get a little antsy. They mm-hmm. get nervous. They get cautious. Yeah. And uh, they want to trade OBJ. Okay. I've seen it in group messages for multiple leagues where people are expressing the want and need to get rid of OBJ. Uh, do you recommend that? And what would you give away for that? It, it always depends on what you're trying to get and how your team is laid out, right? Ch- chances so, are, chances are, if you're trading a wide receiver, you want another position. You want a running back usually, typically, typically, because I mean, you trade a wide receiver you're usually going for a running back. You're not usually trying to get another wide receiver. Yes, logically, you would trade. It doesn't make sense to trade a wide receiver for a wide receiver. Yeah, I, if I'm trying to trade OBJ right now, the people that I'm probably trying to target. It's going to be hard to get. I would go with people who didn't have the greatest weeks. So maybe a Mark Ingram, um, a Jonathan Taylor maybe. In that range, I don't think people are going to be willing to trade this early, especially running backs. For me, I'm not trading my running backs until maybe week three. It depends on how my team is going. So in another league of mine, I would Mm -hmm. like you to rate this trade. Okay. In another league of mine, I offered somebody Cooper Cup, okay, and uh, James, James White. No, the running back on the the Jaguars, James Robinson. Oh yeah, yeah. So I offered somebody James White. I mean, not James Robinson. James Robinson and, and Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cup. Okay, That's for Tyreek Hill. James Robinson got all the carries yes. for the Jaguars. Let's get let's get that out of the way. 16 carries. Um, I think it was 78 yards, if I remember correctly. And it looks like they are going to give him the ball. But that offense and that team is not very good. I would do it. I like Cooper Cup. I really like Cooper Cup. Tyreek Hill is a top-tier wide receiver, though. Depends how your layout is. I would like a little bit more on the running back end than just Hill. James Robinson. That's my opinion. It's close, but I would want more, honestly. Really? So, yeah. so the fact uh, that just I, a, just a little more. So the fact that I am now a Tyreek Hill owner means that I got away with one, or yeah. or I gave up too much. I don't think you gave up too much. Cooper Cup is no slouch. Cooper Cup is a very good, especially PPR half PPR wide receiver. He is very very good. So getting that is is first a like, oh okay. I can still get a really good wide receiver and put him in there and then maybe getting a starting running back or even a flex running back. Exactly. Depends if your team is weaker 
Or if your team's really deep, then you're probably not going to do that because you don't want to get rid of Tyreek Hill, right? Correct. I can see it both ways. I would be tempted. I'll tell you that. I would be tempted, but I probably wouldn't pull the trigger. I would probably ask for a different running back on your team just slightly above. It's hard to get rid of a running back. It is, but James Robinson, there can be upside there, but there is so many question marks. Raquel Armstead is out for now. They said they're going to feed James Robinson. Are you going to get a decent amount of production? But I could definitely see the argument that you're seeing. So the Jaguars did rush the ball 16 times. All James of them Robinson got all 16 of them. And volume is key. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, eventually, I believe the touchdowns will come for James Robinson. I think you saw a lot of decent and good potential from that roster. Yeah, and that's that's that trade is all about how you feel about James Robinson. Okay. 100%. If you think James Robinson can be your flex spot and you can start him on a regular basis, then you make that trade. If you don't think so and he's just going to be a bench guy that you're probably never going to start, you don't make that trade. He's a depth player in case your main guy gets injured that you can fill in and slide in no problem. Or yeah. if you have a bad bye week situation, he'll go in there. Uh, but yes. So, I mean, of course, like I said, I was the Cooper Cup owner, the James Robinson owner. I didn't. I like feel the like, package. Yes. So I do like the package. I, I like the I, thought I, I definitely felt like, you know, I, it's Tyree Kill. It's not like I'm going to be able to shortchange yeah. the guy. I definitely could because I picked up James Robinson off waivers so i felt like okay if i get rid of him it's not the biggest deal in the world it's basically somebody i got for free yeah so i felt like okay let me attach cooper cup to him and then let me upgrade at wide receiver. so can i add something there let's hear it so this is going to be weird because they're both on the same team okay so cooper cup all right and malcolm brown okay are you doing that yes yeah yes. me too i mean it, that that right there i would be like send it we're done. Okay. Because Malcolm Brown, if he's on that 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 offense, can be very good. That offense you know what is I mean? going to be very so. Good. So having the running back back there that's going to get the volume or potentially could get the volume would be very key. Okay. So so the the basically the message we're trying to give you is pair guys up to try to package them to get yeah. one player. So if you pick up a great player who's working out on the waivers. Unless you desperately need him on your team, you should try packaging him up with one of your other players to try to upgrade. If you have depth. If you have the ability if to you, do If so. you don't have depth, if you have Lev Bell that just got hurt and Mark Ingram that didn't play like at all, you're not giving away any running backs right now. Exactly. You, you need to see what you have with your team and then go from there. But if you have four running backs that you could start right off the bat right now and you got Robinson um, or Malcolm Brown and you can make that move because you got it for free almost – Make that move and upgrade your wide receiver spot. Yes, yes. I mean, that, that, that's the name of the game is upgrade your weak position and try to make it your strength. So I think that wraps it all for this episode. Next week, of course, or not next week, next episode, which would be uh, Friday, the Friday episode. We're going to go over everybody on the week. We'll probably deep dive a little bit more into trades, go into the headlines a little bit more, making sure that you guys are starting the players that are actually going to be playing that week. Yeah, and then comment. I got a couple comments asking about um, some moves or who they should start this week. So comment what you want us to talk about if you have anything, and then we're always available to help you out with your lineup. Exactly. Whether you want to ask us on Instagram, Twitter, the YouTube section, in the comments, anywhere, we'll be there ready to answer and help you guys out. We're trying to help you guys out and make sure you win your fantasy league. We're not here. I mean, as entertaining and amazing looking we are, (laughs) we're trying to help you out. Just saying. Alrighty, so remember, I actually did put up 
an article on the website for waiver wires on people you should be looking at. Killing it. And killing it. Killing it with the articles. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, the website is behind me right here. TTT fantasyfootball.com link of course will be in the description other than that make sure you like subscribe alarms and i think we're good all righty good luck everybody thank you for listening to another episode of the top tier tactics fantasy football podcast don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. 